Hello, and thank you for joining us for the Hatchbend Apostolic Church web broadcast. In our society today, some, and yes, sadly, maybe even most, question the value of preaching in their lives. But we still believe what Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 1. In essence, Paul preached that God has chosen the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. And so that's why we still place such a high value on the preached word of God in agreement to the scripture. And so now I'd like to thank you again for joining us for a message from the pulpit of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. Praise the Lord, everybody. It is such a privilege and an honor to be here. You may be seated for a moment. So thankful for this opportunity. So thankful for the hospitality. Thank you, Brother Roy. I think I, re- I think you paid for my meal five years ago at a district conference when I wasn't the one. You know, he just came by and paid for us. I'm trying to, you look so familiar, and we just finally got to meet just this before service. And I'm trying to, I, I think it was you. And, I, and it seems like that from all the hospitality that we felt so far, that if it wasn't, then uh, the character that is, is what I feel. And so we're so thankful and feel so welcomed uh, to be here. Uh, this afternoon, this evening, and uh, just uh, thankful that we can uh, share with you a little bit about what God has been doing in our lives for the last few years. Uh, Me and my family are missionaries in the islands of Trinidad, Tobago, and also working in Puerto Rico. Um, In 2008, uh, my wife and I began our uh, ministry as AIM workers, our missions ministry, I guess you'd call it. Um, I, I grew up a missionary's kid. Um, I was on the field uh, when I was born. Uh, my parents were already missionaries before. Uh, they are getting their past uh, 40 years uh, as missionaries and uh, continue to this day. And um, I'm thankful for their ministry. And I didn't really want to follow in their footsteps in many ways. That was just me. I didn't, it wasn't an insult to them. I just wanted to do my own thing. Uh, but God did begin to call me. He called me when I was younger, but then I began to remember and, and feel it. And when I met my wife in Bible school, uh, she already felt a call to missions. And so um, we ended up going to Trinidad and Tobago, where my parents were at the time, and worked there for three years as AIM workers. And after that, we applied to become missionaries to go back to help the work in Trinidad and Tobago. Uh, after uh, During that time, and after my parents had moved over to Puerto Rico and were no longer living in Trinidad, and we wanted to go uh, continue the work and, and the burden that God had placed in our hearts for those people, uh, we wanted to do something for God there. And so we went on deputation, we raised our funds, and in 2015 we should have gotten to Trinidad and Tobago, but God sort of closed that door. And uh, we had to find another place to go because we could not get a permit uh, missionary permit is what you, you have to get this thing called a missionary permit to be able to get the visa to actually live there. And since we could not get that, we ended up in Puerto Rico. We thought for one year we would only be there, uh, but we ended up there for a full four years, uh, one year in San Juan and three years in the southern side, which is called uh, the town of Ponce, Puerto Rico. And um, <clears throat> But, you know, God knows what he's doing. And, and I really do believe, I believe it was God that shut that door, not uh, a man or woman, uh, they did say, now, that just because I believe God shut the door doesn't mean he didn't use someone. Uh, 
they said that they found, uh, just last week, my parents were uh, reading an article in Trinidad that there's paperwork from over five years on this one person's desk, <laughs> or I don't know if it's a desk, but, you know, uh, in their office, and the, the Department of Immigration, and, and even Trinidadians can't get their passports renewed and all these different things. And, uh, but I do believe, again, I believe God's the one that's in control. He may have used someone's incompetence to, to cause what happened, but God put us in Puerto Rico because he needed us to be there to help people that were in need. And um, we were there, and, and, and God really placed us there to be in assistance. Um, and, and I'm thankful for my wife and my family. I'm thankful for my wife who was willing to go. You know, Trinidad and Tobago is an English-speaking country. That's where uh, we had been ministering uh, until we couldn't. Uh, they are, you know, Puerto Rico is not an English-speaking country for the most part. A lot of people speak English in, in many of the areas, but uh, many of our people in our churches are actually the ones that do not speak English, although there are a few here and there. And so um, it was a challenge, you know, for my wife, who did not know any Spanish at that time, to go there. But uh, I'm thankful that she was willing to go. And uh, I do want her to come and testify. I hope my daughter Lucy will let her come up here. Uh, Lucy might just have to sit down. <laughs> Amen. Uh, I, I'm, I am thankful for my kids. Um, you know, Lucy was born in Puerto Rico. They don't know much about traveling. We have been traveling for about four months now, so they hopefully figured something out. But um, they are good girls, and I'm thankful for them. Praise the Lord. So good to be here tonight, and thank you so much for allowing us to come and share with you about Trinidad and Tobago and Puerto Rico. And, um, you know, he kind of explained our situation with um, Trinidad, but when we... Um, we're in Bible college. One of our teachers, he had a, a saying, and he would say, exposure breeds a burden. And that phrase, I mean, I, I liked it, but I didn't understand what it really meant until we got to Trinidad. And, you know, we just went there because his parents asked us to go until we figured out where we were going to be going. And the longer we were there and exposed to the needs of that area, we felt the burden for them. And... um you know, and I still do. And we have some bookmarks on the back um, table. And if, at the end of service, if you would pick one up on the back, it has a um, list of towns that need churches and that we're hoping to see churches started in. And the last deputation we were on, we had that list. Um, and they did start a church in Arima, Trinidad, and we didn't go there. We had, We didn't make it back to Trinidad to help start that church. But I believe the prayers of people across the United States helped them. And those people in Trinidad started a church. <laughs> so I'm thankful for them. I'm thankful for all that God's doing. And they're continuing to grow. And that church in Arima, they're renting a small little, like, storefront. And they're, they're raising, I saw them uh, online, they're raising funds to try to buy a building. And they're growing. And so God is doing some great things there. And um, when we went to Puerto Rico, Sorry, I'm making sure she's, <laughs> when we went to Puerto Rico, um, it, the first year, I, I just, I'm trying to be honest and transparent. The first year, I thought I'm only here for a year. I was about to have a baby. 
I don't know Spanish. And I just kind of, you know, my husband did things. He taught in the Bible school. He, you know, helped and assisted. And I just kind of existed, I guess. <laughs> but when we found out we were going back, I said, God, I cannot go back and not have a purpose and not do anything. And um, I just started learning songs on YouTube in Spanish. I didn't know what I was singing, but I was like, okay, well, I'm just going to learn these songs. And when we went to um, Ponce, when we moved to the southern part, they two weeks before we got there, their, their music director had moved to the States. So they were without anything, and so I was able to assist them. And it was just amazing because they were in need and I was in need, <laughs> so it all worked out. <laughs> but... Um, but God is good. And, you know, we were working in that section of Puerto Rico. We have about four churches, and um, but it's about three hours from Ponce to the other part um, of the section is Aguadilla. And there are a lot of small churches. We have four. They're small. And the pastors are older. And a lot of them are ready to retire they want to. They've spoken to us and they've said that, but there's nobody willing to move on that side of the island to help them. And so I really, and you know, to hear them talk, they were just so excited. They couldn't believe a missionary moved to that part of the island. All the missionaries that have been there have lived in the north. And I just felt, I felt happy because God sends people to the people that need it. And and, you know, sometimes I, that's been something that I've struggled with in my life is, like, low self-esteem. And I feel like that's where God has sent us, to those people who feel ignored, who feel unseen. And we've been able to help them and show them that God loves them and they're not ignored. And um, so, and when we were there, that phrase, again, stuck with me, exposure breeds a burden, because we started to feel a burden for that part of Puerto Rico. And there is a town on the bookmark. Um, it's called Mayaguez, Puerto Rico. It's a town of 80,000 people, and we don't have an apostolic church yet. And that's, that's too big. We do not need to, we need a church there. So we really would like to get back to help the church in Puerto Rico start a church in Mayaguez. Um, and in the back on the table, I didn't bring it with me, I usually do, but we have a hat that hat is to help us because since we're kind of in between, we have two different places that we're going. If you would like to help us make trips into Trinidad, we cannot live in Trinidad, but we can go there every summer for, we're trying to go every summer for about two months. You can go every year for about three months at a time. And our hope is to go every summer as a family and just help them with vacation Bible schools, um, Purpose Institute, their Bible school program, and... Um, as well as just encouraging the pastors and anything that they need and we can assist them with during that time. And so we have to raise extra funds for that, though, because our budget is for us to go live in Puerto Rico. It's not for us to go to Trinidad. So we have to raise extra funds for that. If you would like to help us, there's a hat in the back. You can just put whatever you would like to put in there to help us get to Trinidad. Um, and then in, we have a picture frame in the back and has a picture of our girls. And um, that's to help us with their education. We have Hannah is in second grade right now, and Lucy's in preschool, but she'll be going into kindergarten. Um, and um, so 
we have been, we found Hannah went to a non-denominational Christian school that was bilingual, so she was learning Spanish. Half of her classes were in English, half were in Spanish, and it was helping me as well. I'm trying to help her with homework. <laughs> but, um, and we really feel that was a blessing uh, to find that school because God has opened a lot of doors. We've met a lot of families in the community through that school and really have, you know, made connections. And so our hope is to send them back to that school. And if you would like to help us with that, um, there's a frame back there you can um, help us with in the back. But um, we just want to thank you so much. We, I saw in the back you have the Gwens, the newsletter. And they are, you know, Trinidad, since no one can live there. We've been able to go in a couple times. His parents have been able to go in a couple times. And the Gwens have been going in. And... Because of that, we have, they've have a missionary there about every two to three months. So God is good, and he sees everything. You know, he knows, and he's taking care of his church, and I'm thankful for that. And, you know, I know sometimes people are like, aren't you sad you can't get into Trinidad? And I'm, yes, but I'm also happy to be in Puerto Rico. And, you know, I can only be in one place at a time. My heart's in multiple places, but my prayers can go everywhere as well as yours. And um, we just thank you so much for all your giving, all of your kindness, all of your prayers. Because without you, we wouldn't be able to do it. Thank you so much for everything. Amen. And we are so thankful. Thankful for your prayer. Thankful for your support. Thankful for uh, Sheets for Christ giving and Mother's Memorial. All those things together allow us to do um, what God has called us to do. And what God's called all of us to do to reach this whole world with the gospel. And again, I'm so thankful, th thankful to be a part of a great organization that its goal is to reach the lost everywhere, not just overseas, but even here in the United States. Amen. And uh, I'm thankful. And again, thank you, Brother Boyd, for having us. We really appreciate your hospitality. Um, I'm just. Uh, I'm just glad we serve a God that knows what he's doing, like I've said a few times. Um, if we would have tried to figure all this out on our own, I don't know where we'd be. I'm talking about me. You know, maybe you've got it all figured out. You, you know what you're doing. I don't even know where I'm going half the time. Put it in my GPS and hope for the best. <laughs> the other day, we actually had the wrong place. We, I mean, we weren't. We were only like 20, mi 20 minutes off, but it wasn't a church service or anything. But you know, we were there. We thought, "Oh, we're here," and we're like, "No, we're not." <laughs> it's a little frustrating. Pray for us on the road, Amen. Pray for my kids, their sanity. Um, I don't seem to be affected now. My sisters—that's a different thing. So you know, maybe uh, girls are a little more susceptible on deputation. I don't know. Uh, they're both a little crazy, but um, I'm just kidding. Not really, but you know. How many of you have a favorite book of the Bible? Now, is anyone's favorite book of the Bible the book of Numbers? No. Man. You know, the book of Numbers, it, it's an interesting book. And... I mean, it does start off. The reason why people just don't like it is because that first chapter, it's like, I can't pronounce any of those names. 
do I really need to know how many people were in each tribe? You know, it's things that you just probably wonder to yourself. Is this really helpful? You know, like the genealogies, you can say, well, we're tracing the lineage, especially when we get to the New Testament and you see all those genealogies, well, a lot of them add up to helping us see where Jesus' lineage came from. And so you're like, man, that's awesome. But man, the census, like, uh, you know, are you going to read the census when it comes out at the end of the year, you know? <laughs> and, and then it starts talking about the Levites and the priests and, and things they had to do and covering up the articles of the tabernacle when they had to move it and all these different things. Things that, you know, it just, it, to many people, just seem boring. And then it gets to chapter 6 where it talks about uh, the Nazarite vow, which, again, I think a lot of people just... It, it, imagine the people back in the day of Moses, first time hearing this, and they're like, wait a second, we got all this stuff you just told us to do, and now you're saying we could do extra. I'm thinking when it was uh, the days that they were starting to read the book of Numbers, people might have been falling asleep, not paying attention. Just like us sometimes. But you get to the end of Numbers chapter 6, and there is an amazing passage of Scripture. Numbers chapter 6, <clears throat> starting with <clears throat> verse um, 22. If you want to, do people get that in their Bible anymore, or do you just look at the screen? I, I mean, no, no problem if you do. I don't have a problem. I'm just wondering. You used to have to wait for everyone to find it. Bible says, the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto Aaron and unto his sons, saying, On this wise, or this is how, ye shall bless the children of Israel, saying unto them, The Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. And they shall put my name upon the children of Israel, and I will bless them. What an amazing passage of Scripture. What an amazing declaration that God, and, and here's the thing. It wasn't Aaron that said, hey, God, they've been bringing in a lot of sin offerings wasn't Moses looking at all the disputes between the tribes saying, God, you know, these people need some help. It was God that said, I want to bless my people. I want to give them peace. I want to work in their lives. It was God's idea. Blessing is not our idea but it's God's. And this right here is not a prayer that was prayed, but a declaration that was spoken upon the people of Israel because God finished it by saying, I will bless them. What a wonderful thing. And hopefully that redeems a little bit in your mind the book of Numbers. And I just want to speak from this for a few moments and encourage you but also challenge you because I believe God wants to bless us. And I believe he wants us to be a blessing. Why don't we pray? Lord, Heavenly Father, 
Thank you for your word. Thank you, Lord, for every part of scripture. But, Lord, those parts that, Lord, directly speak to us. Lord, thank you, Lord, for everything you do on our behalf. Lord, I pray that you would just help us, that you would speak to us, that you would help us to understand what you would like us to do. Let your will be done. Let your kingdom come. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. The Lord bless thee and keep thee. I don't know about you, but I need the blessing of God in my life. I can say and honestly say that last week I I was blessed. But I know that I'm going to need a blessing again coming up this week too. I I am a firm believer. You know, I... How, how do I put this? I don't like what some people say. And it's, I, it's a theological difference in my opinion. And I don't think they understand what they're saying. or It's a thankfulness, but I, I disagree. And just bear with me, okay? And if you say this, I'm not a, I hope you don't get offended. But people say, if the Lord never blessed me again, he's blessed me so much. And I understand, totally understand the thankfulness behind that statement. But I totally disagree with it because unless you've made it to heaven, you're, you're waiting on a blessing. I mean, he hasn't finished blessing you. And, and, in, and not just talking about the things that are uh, to, uh, we're waiting on on the other side of this life, but God has great things in store, and I don't want to be someone that limits what God is going to do in my future because he did something so great in my past. That's that's all I'm trying to say. I just don't want, I will not say that. I understand the thankfulness of saying, man, what is God going to do because he's done so much? But I just can't say if he never blessed me again because I just happen to believe that the kind of God we serve, the only God there is, is a God that wants to bless. A God that declared out of the middle of nowhere in in a passage that probably people were sleeping. He said, hold on everybody. I want to say I'm going to bless you. I want to work on your behalf. I want to keep you. I, I want to help you out in your problem, in your situation. The Lord make his face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. Uh, we have to understand, and we, we do understand, but uh, sometimes I think we forget the grace and mercy that he has disposed. How do I say that? Dispoed? No, that's not how you say it. Bestowed. I can't speak. I almost deposed. No, that's not it either, you know. (laughs) He has given us. So, I mean, you know, he's so merciful and kind. He he just works on our behalf. And he, he just... He forgives and, and he allows us to overcome things that, that, that really, you know, the Bible says the wages of sin is death. But he says he is faithful and just, which is, is crazy that he can say he is just, but it's only he's just, he is right, he is okay, and it's okay for him to forgive us because of what he did at Calvary. Justice ought to have required death. As the penalty of our sins. But he has made a way for us. And we have to be thankful and grateful. And, and, and we ought to let other people know that as well. 
But it says here that he wants to make his face shine upon us. And again, go back to the children of Israel in the wilderness. Many of them really have not really had an encounter with God except for seeing what God does around them in these situations. They were not really uh, you know, in his presence in the sense of Moses being in his presence. In fact, there's this whole thing going on now. There's this tabernacle that's all new and, and, and this priesthood that is new and, and, and high priests. And, and, you know, only certain people can go into the tabernacle and, and the high priest is the only one that can go into the Holy of Holies. And, you know, Moses, he's, he's wherever he wants to be, wherever God wants him to be, I guess. He's in the Holy of Holies. He's up on the mountain when no one else can be on the mountain. He's in the presence of God. He comes down glowing that one day because he had been there and experienced so much in the presence of God. But in spite of the limiting factor of people's mind at that time, thinking that's only for a select few, God said, I want to shine my face on everyone. This is, in my opinion, a foreshadowing of of God wanting to fill everyone with His Spirit. The fact that He wanted everyone to experience Him and be in His presence. It's amazing when you really think about it that, you know, look at Cornelius and them. They had not yet been washed of their sins and yet God still filled them with His presence when they reached out to Him. And that happens many times in our churches. People come in and have not really changed their life. They they haven't really, you know, they're probably going to go out and sin. And yet they surrender to God. And in that moment they desire God and He fills them with His presence. It's a mystery in my opinion how that really can happen. You know, we had a guy start preaching and wrongfully preaching that you could not get the Holy Ghost until after you were baptized. And I understand where you can try to put yourself into a box and say God can only do it after someone's been washed of their sins. But, but God wants people to experience His presence. He wants people to be in His presence. But He wants them to be there and truly be liberated from their sins in the long run. We serve a God that wants to bless. We serve a God that wants to work. We serve a God that wants to be gracious. We serve a God that wants to, the Bible says here, make his face shine upon thee, be gracious to thee, lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. Man, we need peace in this world. We need the favor of God in our lives. You know, the lifting up of countenance, it, 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 sort of goes back to when when a king would allow someone into their presence, into their court, and and they were ready and willing to grant someone's request. They were happy to grant that request. They they were happy, and that's the God that we serve. He wants us to come into His presence. Our relationship with God ought not be simply us here to ask, but that does not limit the fact or should not take away from the fact that God wants us to come into His presence and ask. It should not be all of our relationship with him, but he still wants it to be part. You know, I hear people say, well, I never ask because I just worship him and I just, you know, serve him and and he's just going to do stuff. And I'm like, well, that's not what the Bible says. I mean, Jesus said, ask, seek, knock. He, He was basically saying, you know, find a way to get my attention 
Don't, don't just expect it to happen, but he, he wants to grant our requests. Now, again, how he grants that request is, is going to be, he, he knows the best answer to our problem. He knows where we are. I, I know and I understand that, you know, suffering and problems and trials and temptations are not, we're not immune to that as Christians. Life happens and, and be, you know, some of it is just due to the fact that we live in a sinful world with sin all around us and past actions we've done and actions of others and things like that. But God still works in spite of those situations. It does not mean he will take care or to get rid of every huge situation in your life, but he will see you through it until he gets you to the other side. But he's a God, like I said, he's ready and willing to grant your request. He's ready and willing to, to, to do what needs to be done in your life. Let me just share with you a, a brief, well, hopefully it's brief, testimony uh, we were in Puerto Rico during Hurricane Maria, and, and it just devastated the island. We were there, and a week and a half after the hurricane, I got my family out. This is a picture uh, out one of our windows during the hurricane. Um, you can't really see much, but, I mean, you guys know what hurricanes are. Did, now, did Irma hit you guys a little bit? Because Irma was right before Maria, and it sort of messed up. A little bit of Puerto Rico, then it came over here and messed up a whole bunch of different things. And, you know, it also messed up shipping, which hindered the response later on to Maria because everything started to get just, everything was being messed up because of the various hurricanes. There was Irma, Maria, then Jose, and all these other ones just going around doing different things. And, and it was 10 hours to get gas, $15 worth of gas. And, you know, barely fill up a five-gallon thing. Um, and finally, after a week and a half, my family was able to come back to the States, which freed me up to be able to help do more. Um, I didn't have to feed them and get water for them and all those things. Water was contaminated. Uh, food was already going out because of, you know, it was relies so much on shipping in, on an island in Puerto Rico. Well, we finally got enough gas, and my brother-in-law had come over to help bring some stuff. And I wanted to go visit the churches in Ponce. We had left Ponce to go up to San Juan to get cell phone signal, tell people in the States, hey, we're alive. You know, my mother-in-law thought we were dead. My sisters thought we were dead. So we wanted to call them in person. So I finally get back over to Ponce, but then I needed to get more gas to go visit the different churches. Uh, I wanted to visit three churches that we had not had contact with at all. And we get up the next morning, we go to the bakery, and we got some coffee, and we got some bread, and, and we were getting the bread, and they saw my brother-in-law had a safety vest on that said Compassion Services International, and they said, did you come to help us? And he's like, yeah, I did. So they said, well, we'll let you buy a little extra bread if you want to, if you have someone you want to take it to, because they were rationing, you could only buy so much, they didn't want someone to buy it all up and go around the corner and sell it, you know? And so... We bought extra bread, and I said, well, let's take this to someone nearby, because it was hot, it was fresh, it was good. I don't know if you ever had Puerto Rican bread, but if you haven't, you're missing out. It is good. We, uh, I said, well, let's take this to this family 
in, in the Ponce Church that I wanted to visit. I had not seen them. I had seen the pastor the day before, um, but we were helping a lot in the church there. And this is one of the main families, and I wanted to see them. So we go over there. You can go to the next picture. And on the way there, there was a gas station that was open. They had barricaded all the, all the gas stations. And in five minutes, I got a full tank of gas. I filled up my generator and a one-gallon tank that I had with me. God is good. I would not have gone to that way if I wasn't going to their house. I wouldn't have found that gas station. And I didn't find one more gas station that whole day that had gas. Now, we, I wasn't looking around Ponce much more because after we took the bread to them, after getting the gas, we went on our way to visit the other uh, pastors and their families. And, and we get to the first house, and you can go till you see a couple people. That's a bridge we had to go. That's debris that built up on the one side of the bridge as it came down the river. And uh, we uh, got there, and they had a sewage treatment plant that had malfunctioned across from their house. So they were shut up in their concrete house, baking, getting baked, you know. And they were just so happy to get a cold bottle of water and some ice. We get to the next house. And, and now, I forgot to tell you, on the way, before we even got to the first house, I decided to stop off at another gas station. I don't know why. We'd just gotten gas. They didn't have gas. But I went in the convenience store, and, and I found some milk that was, you know, that boxed milk, the stuff that doesn't spoil till you, after you open it. Hopefully not right after you open it. So when we get to this, the second house... Uh, the pastor's wife was there. The pastor was actually part, he was a uh, chaplain in the National Guard, so he was um, on active duty right then doing stuff around uh, his area. And so we're talking to his wife and his grandkids because they, they raised the grandkids, and she was you know, doing most of the work because he's gone. Anytime there's daylight, he's gone. And so um, she's just, she was having a bad day. You, the next picture is of them when we were about to leave. And when we got there, she did not have that smile on her face. She was a, sort of happy to see us, but you could tell she was very down. And we gave her different things, and then I gave her that milk. And she started crying. And I was, you know, I didn't know what to do. <laughs> You're not supposed to cry over spilt milk. We hadn't even spilt it yet. <laughs> I, you know, I was like, Sister Wanda, are you Okay. And she said, Joseph, I was talking to God this morning. And I told him, I can't handle this. She said, I can't handle this. And she said, God, you know, she's obviously praying for electricity. She's praying for all these things. But the thing that she said, she said, God, if I could just have some milk for my cereal, I'll feel better. And God somehow got me to stop for at a gas station when I didn't need gas and find some milk that I didn't need because someone did need it. You can go through the rest of the pictures. Long story short, I'll, I'll try to condense it so we can finish. We get to the last house and the pastor, we gave him all the different things. He, he has family in the States and so we let him use his the 
satellite phone that we, the Compassion Services sent to talk to them. His mom is elderly, and his, they were so happy to, to know that she was okay. He's taking care of her. So his family was happy to know that she was okay. And he was, I was like, Brother Tony, we got to go. It's going to be curfew. We, got two hour, we had two hours of drive after we left his house to get back home. And I said, is, is there anything I can do? And he pointed up the hill, and there was uh, his van. He said, I have ran out of gas. It wasn't even parked where it should have been. It was just sort of on the side. He barely made it home. He said, I ran out of gas trying to get gas. Well, we gave him that one gallon of gas. And he testified the next morning he was able to fill his tank up and never ran out since then, you know. And, and, and I'm just thankful that God knows what we need. He's looking into our situation. He knows where we're at. You know, in the book of Psalms, uh, chapter 67, and I'm about to close. The Bible says, God be merciful unto us and bless us and cause his face to shine upon us. That's a retelling of of what happened or or what was spoken in Numbers chapter 6. Verse 2 says, that thy way may be known upon the earth, thy saving health among the nations. See, God blesses us. So that we can also bless somebody else. In Genesis chapter 12 verses one and uh, 2 and 3. God was speaking unto Abraham. And he said. I will make thee a great nation. I will bless thee. And make thy name great. And thou shalt be a blessing. Thou shalt be a blessing. It, it says something similar in this in the next one. First Peter 3 9 says, Not rendering evil for evil or railing for railing, but counterwise blessing. Uh, you know, we can get we can get angry when people get angry at us. We can, you know, you get cut off. I don't know what the speed limit is around here. And, you know, slowing down on country roads, I don't know how you're supposed to do it here. In Michigan, I know how to do it, but I don't know. You know, if it's clear, you just get over on the wrong side of the road and turn that way people can speed by you. I don't know if that's how you're supposed to do it here. All right, I didn't do it wrong then. (laughs) But you can get mad and upset and people, you know, over stupid things. I know one time I got so, I got mad. Because they didn't, they ran out of Coke Zero. No, Diet Coke. At McDonald's. I said, all right, I'll take regular. We don't have regular. I'm like, what? <laughs> but it wasn't that guy's fault. You know, I, I doubt that the guy taking my order had anything to do with ordering the Coke. Or the Coke machine. Or whatever was the problem. Not rendering evil for evil or railing for railing. But counterwise, blessing. Knowing that you are thereunto called. We are called to bless that ye should inherit a blessing. What I'm trying to say is God wants to bless you. He declared it in his word. 
Just because you have your, his name on you, he wants to bless you. He wants to bless you. Not just that, he will. He said, I will bless them. But he wants us then, as children of Abraham, as, as heirs of that promise even, to bless others. That's just part of what it's about. I'm going to bless thee. I'm going to do things in your life, but you're going to bless someone else. But then here in, in 1 Peter, we realize that when we do bless, God wants to give us an inheritance of blessing back. He blesses us before. He wants to bless us again. I, it's just like a cycle. God just wants to bless. He wants to bless. And, and so what I'm just encouraging you is don't forget to bless others. God is going to bless you. If you will stay in Christ, if you will maintain a, a relationship with him, uh, God will bless you. God will make a way. Whatever your need is tonight, God can work it out. You know, it might not be the electricity comes back today. I'm just going back to that story in the hurricane. It might not be the internet gets back. And you know, everything might not be perfect. But if you need something cold to drink, if you, if you need that milk or whatever it is that you need in your life, God can make a way. You know, he might not fill your tank up tonight, but he'll give you enough to get to that fill up day. And, and, and so God is going to bless. But let's just make up in our mind, we're going to find ways to bless others. And, and it's not just financial things. Yes, yes, financial, finances is part of it. But you know, helping someone in need, mowing someone's lawn, babysitting for some couple that's not had a date in 10 years. That's me, but you know, anyway. <laughs> we're leaving tomorrow, so I can't take you up on the offer. Not quite 10 years. We've only had kids for seven, so. Being merciful. Being kind. Sharing the gospel. Now, I don't want you, people try to make it all so spiritual sometimes or not spiritual at all. It's got to be both. You got to find those mundane things that you can do to help people, but you also got to not forget that somebody out there doesn't even know that there's hope in this world because they don't know Jesus. So whatever it is that God puts in your path that you can do, find a way to bless somebody. And and the good news is is God will bless you again. God will bless you again. Why don't we stand? I, I just hope that you will make a commitment in your life. To find another way to bless someone beyond the things that you've already done and are doing. To not forget the many ways people have blessed you and God has used people to bless you. You know, I, there's some people that helped my grandfather when, you know, my, he was taking care of my grandmother that had Alzheimer's and uh, they would just do different things to help. And, I, and I'm just so thankful for what they did during that time things like that you know find a way to help somebody because we serve a God that's going to bless we serve a God that's going to keep he's going to shine his face he's going to be gracious he's going to lift up his countenance on you why why don't we just believe that right now I want to pray that over you and believe it why don't you just 
think of whatever it is you need in your life done and believe it. And, but don't forget to bless somebody else. Find a way to take what God does in your life and, and help somebody else. Lord, Heavenly Father, right now I pray that you, Lord, would bless and keep this congregation. Lord, that you would shine your face upon them and be gracious to them. Lord, I pray that you would lift up your countenance upon them and give them peace. Lord, I declare blessing upon your people that have your name on them. In Jesus' name. If you have a need, why don't you come to this altar? Why don't you receive what God has prepared for you today? Why don't you believe God can heal? God this message has been brought to you today by the media ministry of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. We pray that it's ministered to you in some way, and we'd like to take this opportunity to invite you to join us in service here at Hatchbend Apostolic. Our Sunday services begin at 10 a.m. and our Wednesday night service at 7.30 p.m. For any more information or to speak with our ministry staff, please feel free to call our church office at 386-935-2806 or you can visit the contact link here on our website. Again, thank you for listening and we pray God's richest blessings on you and your family.